Welcome to the City Beautiful Church podcast. Thank you for taking the time to join our family as we strive to live together in heavenly reality. For more great content, visit us online at citybeautiful.ch. All right, y'all. You can make your way back to your seats. You got me this morning. You got me this morning. The guy with the the long white tee. I took on my best white long tee out this morning. It's kind of like a running joke. It's all I got in my closet. Um, yeah, so my name's Jonathan Hodges. How's everyone doing today, by the way? We're like three weeks into 2023. That's crazy. Um, my wife, Victoria, is not here this morning. She has been on a retreat all weekend, so I'm, I'm kind of running shorthanded here. My backstop isn't here, so I might be fumbling my words a little bit or whatever. It's all good. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. So I'm, I'm on the discipleship team here at City Beautiful, and, and Ryan, every now and then, will call me in for an audible and, and ask me to share my heart for discipleship and community here. Um, and so... How relevant Praxis Sunday being um, a Sunday where I come up. I remember like eight and a half years ago walking into City Beautiful and picking up a Praxis mag and thinking it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And here I am, eight and a half years later, contributing to the conversation. Um, So I'm excited about that. Um, In worship, I just got wrecked. Thank you guys for leading us to the throne like that. Um, but lead my, lead my longing heart to the high ground to a clear view. Like just, oh, just hit my heart, hit me in the heart. Um, so yeah, like I said, three weeks into 2023, my wife and I and the Porters who are not here today, but they are celebrating their one year anniversary in Puerto Rico. They will be listening to the podcast because they told me they would. We're still friends. We're still friends, even though we went on vacation together, but we got to ring in, the, ring in 2023 together in Barcelona, Spain. Has anybody else been to Barcelona, Spain? It's a lovely place, isn't it? You just walk for days, just get lost, right, in all of the alleyways. There's going to be a picture that's going to go up on the screen here, and in so many ways, that's very low res. Um, it was higher res when I sent it in, um, <laughs> but it's Okay. I was looking for one of the landscape ones, but this one kind of spoke to me a little bit more. Um, So in the many ways that God spoke to me on the trip, um, this was one of the ways that stuck out to me when I was preparing for this morning. Um, One of the things that we have learned in emotionally healthy spirituality is going back in order to go forward. Um, And... It was kind of like that, uh, where I was preparing for this sermon, and God brought me back to this moment where I wake up outrageously early in the morning, who is also waking up around 7 o'clock every morning nonstop, wherever you are. That's not early. I know it's not early. I was being nice, okay? Like, I wake up at 5.30 every morning. Anyways, it's beside the fact. Um, And I would go for a walk, and this is what the streets look like. Nobody in the streets. Um, Maybe people walking their dogs. But a familiar sight, uh, a familiar kind of picture that I can give you is I came came up on uh, a master walking his dog. 
and they were, they've obviously, they obviously probably did this every day, and uh, the master had one of those heavier bouncy balls, like, you know, the ones that carry weight, and when you throw it, it goes really far, right? Um, and I just kind of stopped and small talked with them and just hanging out, and um, the dog, um, the dog came and sat next to him and, and just kind of sat and waited for him. And he bounced the ball and kind of teasing his, his dog. And he just proceeded to throw the ball like just down this long alley and the dog stayed next to him. And it was just a moment that caught my attention because the dog waited for his master's word to go. And that, sort of when I was thinking about that, that's what discipleship is like, is waiting, waiting on the Lord. And sometimes it feels like forever that we're waiting there and we're just waiting to book it down the alley after this ball. And that ball is kind of like a, you know, an analogy of all of our personal words that we're receiving. And it's hitting all kinds of things and it's you know, bouncing and deflecting off of ways that it's kind of elusive, but the master still tells us to run after that ball. And it reminds, it reminds me of, um, you know, post-resurrected Jesus taking his disciples out and teaching them a little bit more about what just transpired. What, this is what you just experienced with me for the last three years. And he teaches them, and then he says, we're up on the screen, we all know this verse, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you to the very end of the age. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is to gather in your name. God, we thank you um, that you are present with us in this place this morning. Speaking to our longing hearts. I ask that you would just open us up this morning to the possibilities, the invitation to put our faith into practice and some of the ways that you are at work in this community. In Jesus' name, amen. So what does discipleship look like here in this community? It's a good question. I was thinking about it and... Um, I currently also serve once or twice a month on the engagement team, and a couple weeks ago, there was a lot of variables in play. Charity knows what I'm talking about. Sometimes there's a lot of variables in play, and things kind of need to happen quick. I mean, just this morning, there was something going on up in, in the founder's room, and Bree needed help, and got a bunch of people together to, to figure things out. But what does discipleship look like in this community? I think discipleship is dynamic, it's flexible, it's seen, it's, it's unseen, it's creative. There are a lot of ways, there are a lot of ways, it's vulnerable, it's courageous, sacrificial. 
And year to year, praxis is a timely exercise where we make time to pause and um, reflect on how we're being called to grow as individuals in Christ. And and not only that, but how the church is preparing and setting the table for us to actually grow in those areas of our lives. Like the church is preparing places for us to grow spiritually as we follow Jesus and discover, hey, like this is my word for the year. Well, where can I put my faith into practice and grow in this word in ways that the church is preparing those places or those avenues for us to grow? So whether it's community groups or the marrieds group or prayer groups or serving within with the engagement team or operations, greenhouse, our kids, or worship and tech. Praxis highlights specific ways that we are or that we can run after the resurrected life together. That there is a resurrected life that we are being called into together here in this place and there's an activity of the spirit that is present in this place that we are being called to engage with. Surrendering our respective words over to the spirit in the resurrected body of faith. Like that's what we're doing here. Like God has orchestrated for all of us to land in this space, in this place together. So how are we participating in the activity of the spirit? We give over our words to the spirit and we say, lead me in this, in this way. So going back to our key passage this year, I was thinking about that because um, our collective vision of the year is be strong, take heart. And it comes out of, it's, it was inspired by Psalm 27, kind of came out of Psalm 27. And there's two verses in Psalm 27 that I want to highlight today. Um, to sort of elevate that call, it's, I mean, theological heads will call it an ecclesiological call. It's like the importance of the Spirit's work in the church and how the Holy Spirit is actually working in a body of believers to discover how they are being called to gather around Jesus as Lord. I mean, this is what's happening to us. This has been happening here for the past, well, ever since I've landed here, it's something that I've noticed is that this is what the Lord is doing in this body of believers. So Psalm 27, verses four and five. And I underline and italicize the things that I want to elevate today. The one thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. And those words in worship were like paraphrasing this. Did you do that on purpose or was that just, okay. So lead my long and hard ground and clear view. It's just so good. Um, so my wife and I, for those of you who don't know, little backstory, we moved here from Montreal in October of 2020. And we, we were involved in ministry in Montreal. And when we moved here, we took a time just to pause. And 
it was like maybe three, four, five months. So we're talking like, you know, <laughs> we've, been, we've only been here for two years, uh, just a little bit over two years. Um, but when we decided to commit ourselves to this community, there's obviously all these avenues that you can commit yourselves to, whether it's the honoring team, which doesn't have a shout out in today's practice, but the honoring team does a beautiful work. And, <laughs> there you go. And there's community groups and all the ways that you could practically engage. And then there was this, this, this part that you're always kind of unsure that you have the, the chutzpah or the commitment to like step into it, you know, like, and that's community groups. And we are like, well, what are we going to do about this? You know, we don't know. We didn't really know anybody at the time. This was like about a year and six months ago, just over a year, six months ago. And, and obviously we said, yes, we trusted the Lord with the process and it's just been wonderful. It's just been absolutely wonderful in the sense that in, in a quick year and six months or just beyond that or above that, whatever, like these people are really, they feel like family, like brothers and sisters. Like we come around each other and we deal with all of the different things that are happening in our respective lives and challenges or whatnot. I mean, Daniel and Kaylee having a, having Isla, who's being dedicated at the end of the service today. There's so many things that we've experienced in just a short time that has changed us, that has changed the way we, we engage and participate in church and understand the work of the Spirit and how he's leading us to become more like Jesus in all of these, these the mechanics of it. Because we didn't know anyone. I mean, I can speak, Diego, Diego just joined our community group not too long ago because him and Taylor are seeing one another and they're preparing for a, a pretty intense season. And, and they, they, he comes into the group and he just says, Man, I didn't expect to have bigger brothers. I didn't expect to have friends like this in my life. Like I, I didn't know. But he's, he's there now. And one of the things that this passage was speaking to me when I was thinking about this is all these ways that are highlighted in the passage. You can put it back up on the screen. So it's this heart. This, we, have a, we, we identified, Victoria and I, we identified our hearts to ask and seek and perceive what could God possibly be doing by bringing us into this community and asking us to serve, asking us to sacrifice, asking us to engage, asking us to mentor, whatever it, whatever it is, provide in his temple, in his dwelling, in the shelter of his sacred tent, he set me high upon a rock. And this is kind of how I, I drew, what I drew out of it. When we participate in the body of Christ, Jesus secures us, strengthens us, sets us high upon a rock. You can put it up on the screen. When we participate in the body of Christ, Jesus secures us, strengthens us, sets us high upon a rock to receive some fresh air. Like, absolutely unexpected. Like, we were not, I mean... Like Ryan was kind of saying before in the theology of generosity, it's like we gave ourselves over to the activity of the Spirit and, and God just blew us out of the water. Like 
the amount of fresh air that we've received from engaging in community groups, in our community group, has just been that. That passage is almost like an oxymoron. It's like in his temple, in his dwelling, in the shelter of his sacred tent, he gives us fresh perspective. That's where we gain fresh perspective, is gathered around word and table amongst believers. And so my challenge to you today, I mean, in the words of the prophet Isaiah, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. That's in Isaiah 54. Strength, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Enlarge the place of your tent. Participate. So to experience life in abundance, this is not just a solo endeavor surrounded by our favorite people or our podcasts, or entrepreneurial endeavors, or books. It's a commitment to journey alongside one another, out in the open for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of loving Jesus and what that does to us. It takes devotion and investment to grow in these different arenas or environments or vehicles in the local church. To do our creative best, that series we just went through, to do our creative best with what we've been given. To inhabit degrees of formative relationships that we didn't even know we needed, but Jesus did. So he gave us each other. He gave us each other to pray to grow, to heal, prepare, overcome, to sacrifice, Nick, to elevate. It means following Jesus alongside strangers and strange people. (laughs) Especially in our case. But this is, what it, this is the call to embody our identity as a church. It's way more than, it, it, there's way more to it that meets the eye. In Paul's words, it's to display the manifold wisdom of God to the powers and principality of the air. Like that's, that's what's happening here. Do we believe this as followers of Jesus? This is what discipleship is all about. I'm speaking to followers of Jesus. Maybe you're seeking today and you're just observing and you're getting to know this, but speaking to followers of Jesus, this is our vocation. Our vocation is to embody the manifold wisdom of God to the powers and principalities of the air. That's absolutely outrageous, but it's something that we are called to, and that's why God has orchestrated you to come into this place, into this church for this season, in this time, to discern how can I actually provoke? How can I inspire? How can I participate? How can I serve? How can I help this happen? And so my personal word for last year was arrow out of Isaiah, Isaiah 49. When he said, and where the prophet says, um, 
He polished me like an arrow and concealed me in his quiver. It was a pretty intense, like, intimate word for me. Um, it spoke to me on many different levels. Um, but then last week, um, that word is now extended into this year. Um, it, I still have the same word, but there's like something added to it. Um, and Victoria came to me last week and she said, babe, I think my word for the year is abundance. I'm just like, oh, nice. That word comes with a lot of stigma in the Christian circles, you know? But that's great because this is what we're experiencing. As a, as a married couple growing our roots down, we just found a place in Delaney, Delaney Park. There's a lot of stuff going on in our lives right now, and it's so dynamic and changing and evolving and it's, it's beautiful, but it is abundance. It's like we've noticed that, and it's something that we receive from him, and so our, our collective word for the year is arrows of abundance. Arrows of abundance. They are like arrows of abundance that long for the things of heaven. That's a phrase. Doesn't fit on a washer or a button, but he's definitely etched it on my heart or on our hearts. We're so excited for this next season. That it's not, God's not done with us. He's only just beginning. I believe like it's just like that until he comes again. It's like he's just only beginning with us. But I just wanted to ask you guys too. It's like to inhabit our personal words. And this will be up on the screen. To inhabit personal word is to ask, seek, and receive God's mysterious provision for us in one another. Is we need to consider how we can serve one another, how we can engage with one another, how we can speak into each other's lives, how we can challenge one another, keep each other accountable, grow in different areas, regardless of the avenues. It doesn't have to just be community groups. There are so many ways that you could interact with people here and get to know people here by engaging, even on a Sunday morning in the engagement team or the sound and tech team. Every time, like, I'm blessed by the, the commitment of the sound and tech team having to deal with all these gadget mess-ups, you know? But the, the interaction does something to us, especially in the church. So my word is arrow of abundance. So what's your word? I want to hear a couple words. Let's joy. Sorry? Capture. Climb, attune, connection, preparation, celebrate. Anybody else? Anybody else? It's okay. They're personal sometimes. Personal words. But these words are kind of rising. Like, I consider myself to be a little bit prophetic. So I, I need to, you know, someone like Ryan needs to tame someone who's like me because I'm a little bit more prophetic and go off on rants. But all our personal words are sitting in the soil of our church. That makes sense to all y'all, right? Okay. Sitting in the soil of our church. And there's curiosity that comes with that because they just sit there and we're like, well, what do we do now and what is it going to look like? Where do I go from here? with this word? 
What is it going to look like? Where do I need to put this into practice? And I want to open the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 35 to 39. And there's an interesting conversation here. And if you know me well, I am uh, very fascinated by first mentions in the Scriptures, when something was mentioned first, and when you read something for the first time. It's very interesting. But this is the first question that Jesus asks one of his disciples, or two of his disciples, who are two disciples of John. And it's very, a very appropriate question. So we're going to read this. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. Imagine, imagine the scene. Just put yourself in that scene. Look, the Lamb of God who taketh, the sin away, taketh away the sin, sin of the world. Look, the Lamb of God. And when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. They heard him say this, and they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus, the Lamb of God, turns around faces the two disciples. He saw them following and asked, what do you want? What do you want? It's a very simple question. It's the first question. I'm telling you, it's on purpose. It's definitely on purpose, the way that John put this in his gospels. It's the first question that Jesus is asking. So what do you want? And they said, Rabbi, where are you staying? Where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. Come, he replied, and you will see. So what do you want? What do you want for this next year? It's a very simple question. What do you want? Have you even asked the Lord? Have you taken the time to just sit down and ask? Hear him asking you that. What do you want? Where are you staying, Lord? Where are you resting your presence for me in this season? I'm speaking specifically in this church community, in the fellowship of this church community. I want to be there. I want to grow. I want to serve. I want to pray there. I want to sacrifice there. I want to be found generous there. But what it's going to look like, come and you will see. Come and you will see. I want you to take out your phones. Go to City Beautiful dot ch slash the weekly. Let's do it together. Doing it with you. Citybeautiful dot ch slash the weekly. And you go down past the, you go to Praxis Sunday. Do you guys all see that? The Praxis Sunday sign up? 
Ryan sees it. Y'all see it? Yeah, it's under the generosity uh, report there. You just click on that Praxis, sign up. And I want you to have that page open. Praxis Sunday sign up page open. And we're gonna move into a time of worship and you have full permission to just reflect on that. Hear Jesus asking you, what do you want from this word? What do you want from this year? How, how do you wanna grow in this way this year? And then look at all the ways, all the mini tables that are being prepared in this community for you to grow in very specific ways where the spirit is present, guaranteed the spirit is present in those places. Whether it's discipleship, you interested in joining a community group this year. We have a couple more groups. God has granted us the provision of a couple more groups and a couple more spaces for you to engage in. The marrieds group. It's not just for married people, but even those who are preparing for marriage. I know that there are people preparing for marriage in this community. They're gonna meet on February 4th at Missionary Ventures. You can RSVP for that, but that's on the list too. There's two prayer groups. Maybe you wanna sit in a space of intercessory prayer, but Jesus sits on, at the right hand of the Father and he prays and he intercedes on our behalf. And we get to, it's a privilege to join in with him and to utter the prayers of God for this community and for this city. Greenhouse. Our kids, our future. Probably one of the toughest areas to want to commit yourself to. But maybe your word is actually projecting into that place where you're being challenged to go grow in that area. And that avenue's there. And all our crazy kids are there too. Engagement, operations, go down the list. But during worship, I want you to just spend time there. Or maybe during the week, maybe you're not ready right now and you need to maybe sit with it a little longer. I really want us, I want to challenge you to hear also the words where Jesus says, come and you will see. Come and you will see. Jesus is doing something new with you and with us. Something completely new because it's putting our faith into practice. If we knew what it looked like and if our preferences determined what we signed up for, like that's nothing new. The living God is speaking into this place, into your heart, and, and inviting you to consider ways that, hey, oh, maybe this, I don't really feel like doing this, but it feels like my word is actually connected to this thing that I need to trust you. I need to trust that you will lead me, you will show me, and I will discover life 
in abundance. Come and you will see. So I want to pray as we enter this time of worship. There's a button-making machine, or yeah, our buttons over there. And if you haven't made one and you have a word today, or maybe you discovered your word today, during worship, free to move. Head over there and someone will meet you there to, um, to help you out with that. And if you need prayer, if you need prayer, just come up to the left here. One of our elders and leaders will come up and pray for you during worship. So what is your word of the year? And how do you want to put that word into practice specifically when looking at the different environments and tables that are being set in this church over this next season? So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for all of the work that you're inviting us into in this season. We don't know what that looks like yet. But you are resting there. You are with us, you're guiding us, you're leading us, you're shaping us, you're calling us in to say, come and see what I have for you. Come and see where I'm staying. Come and see where I want to shape your heart and transform your appetites and renew your minds. God, help us to, to get more skin in the game. There are a lot of beautiful things happening in this community. And it's not all sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows, but you are at work in those places. You are refining us. You are refining us as your followers of Jesus. So I just pray that we would put our faith into practice and believe in the resurrected body of Jesus. That it's in the resurrected body of Jesus that we can be made new and go out into the world and bring the good news of Jesus to all the different spheres around us. I pray like just a special blessing over this next season for all of us sitting in these seats that are preparing for um, new endeavors and new commitments. God, they would not feel alone in those places and in those processes that you've orchestrated and designed a people to be a backstop, to be a support, to be a serving witness, to be a loving place and people to gather around your goodness.
So we thank you for what this morning represents. And we give ourselves over to your spirit as we respond. This has been the City Beautiful Church podcast. To stay connected, follow us on social everywhere at City Beautiful CH. We hope you join us again soon.